All right, we have the beautiful and brilliant Susie Lula with us today. And I want to give you a little bit of history of who she is relative to this place. We were founded 12 years ago. N November actually will be our 12th anniversary. And there is a guy, his name is Reverend Michael Beckwith, who founded a place in L.A. called the Agape International Spiritual Center. He is one of Oprah's spiritual gurus. He's written many books and has done TED Talks, and he's very brilliant. And out of his work in L.A., Bodhi was born. So a man named Mark Anthony Lord, whom some of you know, came to Chicago and had a vision for a community that would exist to reveal love, honor all paths, and celebrate life. And for 12 years, we have shown up to that commitment each and every day. There are many people in Chicago that support us in making that happen, and there are many people throughout the country and the world who hold us in prayer around that intention all the time. Susie Lula is one of those people. She is a master practitioner at the Agape International Spiritual Center. She has been a practitioner there for over 20 years. She is um, devoted to the practice of self-care. And I know that she, she absolutely believes that for transformation to occur on this planet, we must have ourselves in that equation. So know that she is here to, um, to uplift us, to bless us, and she is always holding Bodhi in her heart and in her prayers. So please welcome Susie Lula. Lovely to see everyone. Everyone doing well? Thank you so much for having me. Bodhi, as Reverend Lola said, is very near and dear to my heart. So I am so honored and privileged and grateful to be here. And as she also said earlier, I chose to fly in yesterday for the Bring It Parenting Conference Summit, which I extend my congratulations to Anne-Marie and also Lola being a huge and wonderful team together, right? And it was my act of self-care to get to come and be a participant and learn and to continue to transform and become the parent that I came here to be and the individual that I came to be on the planet. And I don't know if you've heard that saying that we teach what we most need to learn. So I came as a big act of self-care to myself to demonstrate my own principles to myself in my life. So I'm so grateful to be able to speak to you all this morning about another thing that is near and dear to my heart, and it is nourishing our spirits. So a few months ago, about a month ago, I'm picking up my son after school. My son is 13, and he just started a new school. And pick him up in the car, and he gets in the car, and I, you know, said, hi, how's your day? What do you have for homework? Checking in. And he says to me, mom, you know, you really need to smile more. And I'm telling you, dagger in my heart, because first of all, I'm thinking, I thought I smiled a lot, and I'm thinking I'm pretty hip and cool, right? But apparently, in his mind, I needed to smile more. And he, I said, you know, 
tell me more about that. And he said, you know, as soon as I get in the car, the first thing you ask is like, what do you have for homework? And what's your plan for doing that homework? And did you clean your room this morning? And are you going to clean your room this afternoon? And what's your plan for cleaning your room this afternoon? And are you going to do it before you jump on the trampoline? Or are you going to do it after you jump on the trampoline? And he said, like, Mom, it's too much. I just got in the car already. <laughs> I was so proud of myself in the moment, first of all, because I am on the path of conscious parenting. And so I did, in fact, withhold the inner voice that was wanting to say, well, if you had cleaned your room before you left for school this morning, I would probably be smiling a lot more. And if, in fact, you did your homework the first time I asked, I would, in fact, probably be smiling more, right? But I, being on the conscious parenting path, knew to withhold that from him and just allow it to be an entertaining thought in my own mind. So, instead, I said, wow, I hear that you think I need to smile more. And he said, yeah. And then he was done and he was on to something else. And inside of my own self, what I know to do is to drop down, forgive me, and um, be with the part inside of myself that was a little, I'm going to say hurt hearing that from my son. And as I dropped a little deeper inside of myself, I realized, in fact, that he was accurate. I not only needed but want to smile more in my own life. And so I asked the place inside of myself, you know, what do you need from me in order to smile more? And the serious place inside of me that can ask my son a hundred times when he's going to do his homework and what's his plan, this serious part inside of me that can also hold a very high standard for myself and ask myself, you know, when am I going to get to those emails? When am I going to get to that next chapter in the book that I'm writing? You know, that place inside of me, you know what it said to me? (laughs) The serious place inside of me said to me, yeah, I want to smile more too. That I want to smile more too is what I believe in so many words is what each one of us wants to do and be in our own lives, in our own way. We want to, and as Lola shared, I have been a practitioner and I have a private practice, and so I'm seeing and with clients all day, every day. And I'm very honored and privileged by this work, right? But I feel that I have such intimate relationships with individuals because they entrust my heart to their their deepest heart and feelings. And what I hear over and over and over again from individuals is that they want to live a quality of life. You know, we can reach the pinnacle of success. I work with CEOs. I work with celebrities. I work with a lot of individuals who are parents who are doing this hardest work on the planet is to give of our gifts 
and make this life for ourselves. And what I know that every one of us wants is we want the quality of life that enriches the life that we are here to live. Is that accurate? Is that what you are all looking for? Yeah. And it's fascinating to me because on that journey, what I have found is that the idea of self-care, and I'm going to be general and make a generalization here. This might not be your own experience, but in my experience working with individuals, when I talk about self-care, the first thing that I hear is that it is... Could you say that louder? What do you think the cultural feeling around self-care is? Is that it's selfish? Is that, is that part of what you all feel sometimes? If I take care of myself, I'm being selfish. And then I found, if I ask someone to take care of themselves first, it's like practically a sin, right? Oh, I'm going to take care of myself before I take care of my son. I'm going to take care of myself before I take care of my husband or my clients or our dogs. You know, the taking care of ourselves first is seen as... I don't know many individuals that have been brought up to lead with that, with a big smile on their face. I take care of myself first because it's seen in our culture as a bit selfish. Does this, can any of you relate to this? Do you also at the same time, though, feel a yearning inside of yourself, just a yearning inside of yourself to nourish your own spirit? Because what I see is that when we don't take the time to nourish our spirits first, we begin slowly, sometimes in a big way, sometimes it comes in a, in a bigger way, but most of the time, it's slowly we end up dying on the vine. We feel that our soul is just somewhat dying on the vine. And we end up living lives of quiet desperation, as Thoreau so eloquently described. Lives of quiet desperation because there are places inside of us that are dying on the vine. And yet, what I have found is that what is actually happening is that we're dying to live. We're dying to live. We're dying to live full out, and we're dying to live the life that each one of us has come here to live. Because what I know is that each one of us, each one of us, myself included, and each one here in this space, each one of you, without exception, has come here to live a particular life of greatness, of brilliance. Each one of us right here, every one of us is coded and encoded with a brilliance, with a greatness, with a genius, with gifts that we have come here to give, share, and contribute. Each one of you, there is not one of us here that has not been coded and encoded with certain gifts that you are here to contribute and share with the world, share with your world, share with the individuals around you. And what I know is that our soul will not rest until we have given of the gifts that we have come here to give. And that is a good thing, yes? Yeah. 
That is a good thing. It, this quiet desperation, this, this yearning inside of us that just won't go away and we can push it down and we can push it down and we can try to put it in our back pocket. But the truth of the matter is that inside of us and inside of each one of you, your soul will not rest. Your spirit will not be at peace until you have come here to just give what you have come to share and contribute with others. And that doesn't need to look grandiose like a New York Times best-selling book. It is being kind to yourself. It is being kind to your children. It is allowing yourself to be in intimate and deep conversations and relationships with your boss and your coworkers. It doesn't necessarily look grandiose, but what it does is it fulfills us from the inside out so that we are inspired and we are on fire. We have an inner overflow that allows us to be in our abundance. I like to think of it like philanthropy. I love to think of it, and I was talking to my new girlfriend, Georgia, who was here yesterday that I met, that I'm totally in love with and adore, and we were talking yesterday about this idea of philanthropy because I just love the idea of, and you all at Bodhi, you are a get-to-give community, so this is just perfect right now because I love to think of philanthropists because philanthropists have so much good that they just love to give, right? I love that idea. I have a vision for mothers and motherhood to be um, a walk, a path of philanthropy, that I as a mother, that you all as parents and individuals have such an overflow of abundance and prosperity within you that you just love to give because we're all givers is the truth of the matter. And what I know that I know is that true giving is a giving from the overflow, this word overflow is very distinct and important because real giving is a giving that comes from an overflow, yes? Yeah. So how do we create this overflow? What I know, and we're going to be speaking about this in more depth this afternoon and really working with this because, as Lola said, unless you look at the clock before you start speaking, you will not know how much longer you have to speak. So when she like does this, then I'll say, let's all meet this afternoon and we'll dive deeper. Okay. So follow me this afternoon from 12 to two. But what I know is that abundance, philanthropy, prosperity, my definition of abundance is an anxiety free consciousness. Sit with that. Abundance is an anxiety-free consciousness. Do you just want to exhale? Ah, can we all just exhale? Ah, an anxiety-free consciousness. Now, how do we do this? Any financial book that you pick up, any one of them, many, many, many different financial paths, anyone you pick up, they will all say the same thing. Pay yourself when? First. Pay yourself second? Mm -mm. Pay yourself when? First. first. Can we just say that out loud? Pay myself first. Let's say it again. Pay myself first. This is researched. It is researched that the individuals that pay themselves first at the beginning of the month don't ever end up needing money for rent, mortgage. Somehow it always works out. 
Individuals who say, I'm going to pay myself after I pay my bills, it is proven, don't usually end up at the end of the month saving that money. Is that accurate? Have you had that experience? Yes. It is the same with self-care, my friends. How many times I have said to myself, I will take care of myself as soon as I finish the laundry, as soon as I finish making dinner. And what happens? I don't end up doing it. And what happens? My son gets in the car after school, and he goes, Mom, you need to smile more. You're way too serious, you know? So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And yet, when I take the courage and have the courage and take the steps to nourish my spirit first, and I do believe that it is this word first that is the conundrum. Because I think everyone in here would agree, got to take care of ourselves, got to nourish our spirit, yes? yes? I think this word first is what trips us up. Because none of us want to be seen as selfish. And none of us want to be seen as, God forbid, narcissistic. Taking care of myself first. It's just got a vibe to it, right? And yet and still, I will tell you that when we take the time to nourish our spirit first, our life changes. And we become the instruments and the vessels and the channels to not only give the gifts that we have come here to give and to live out the life full out, full on. Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we are here for a nanosecond at best. I don't know if time is speeding up. Do you have this experience that life is just going by quickly? I feel like we're here for a nanosecond, yes? And I, for one, I want to make my nanosecond a masterpiece. You know, I want to make the nanosecond that I'm here a full-on, full-out masterpiece. I want to live full-on and I want to live full-out. Do you? So we want to live full on, full out. We all agree on this. And we don't want to do it from an empty tank. We can't live full out from an empty tank. It just is physiologically impossible. So I would love for you to just take a moment to gently, if it feels comfortable for you, close your eyes. And just for a moment, I would love for you to call forward something in your own life. It could be small. What I know is that inside of each one of us, there is a voice of wisdom, an intuitive knowing inside of us that is so kind. It simply wants to be heard. And I'd love for you to ask that place inside of you, what is it that you need from me in order to live more fully, in order to live more full out, full on, what is it that I need to nourish my own spirit? And what would that look like and feel like? And I'm just going to, for a moment, just let you sit and be present and allow your heart to speak to you. Not like anyone else needs to nourish their spirit, but how is it that you are being called to nourish your own spirit.
and just listen. And as you gently open your eyes and give thanks for whatever came through, even if it was mind chatter that you just needed to clear for a moment, I just would love you to leave today knowing that nourishing your spirit can be just that easy. It doesn't need to be a two-hour lunch or, you know, it doesn't need to be something that takes a lot of time because, and this is something that we will talk about later this afternoon in depth because the, the, the biggest um, reason that people tend to say that they aren't able to care for their spirit is not enough time. So we're going to speak to that a lot this afternoon, not enough time. That is a paradigm of lack right? Not enough. Time. We're going to go into our whole relationship with time. But nourishing our spirit is not like a massage or getting our nails done, or it can be that. But what it is on a deeper level is taking the time to connect with what it is that is in your spirit that is calling you to nourish it. And it can be something as simple as taking the time to be thoughtful in the middle of a day, taking the time to take three minutes to choose a particular piece of music that would speak to your heart, that would change the rest of your day. You know, I have clients that, and I know that this will be proven in in 10 years from now, this will be just, people will look back and go, I can't believe that people didn't do this, but I have a lot of clients and they take their, uh, have their session in the middle of their workday. They'll take their lunch hour and call me on their lunch hour. And people can feel guilty about that at first, like, oh, I'm taking my time in the middle of my day to do my session. But what I've found is that individuals that take time in the middle of the day to replenish their spirit, what happens is that the rest of their day changes and the rest of their week changes. So we end up, because self-care is exponential, you're going to receive exponential results from self-care. So something as simple as listening to a piece of music or doing a session in the middle of your your day. The results are exponential. And what I mean by that is that so then the feeling that you have after taking some time in the middle of your day and then going back to work, you end up getting twice as much done in half the amount of time. So I'm definitely a work smarter, not harder kind of girl, right? I'm sure everybody wants to work smarter, not harder. And what happens is these exponential results end up infiltrating and overflowing into every area of your life. So you end up doing twice as much at work or you end up the pitch that you had to give or the project you had to complete gets to be done more gracefully, more eloquently. You end up getting a raise. You end up getting a promotion. Because isn't it true, the individuals that take really good care of themselves, isn't it attractive? Isn't it just simply attractive to see someone that is taking good care of themselves? So I want to share that attractiveness with all of you. I want you to know that you leave here today with these simple little things that are calling to your spirit. And what is going to happen in your life is that you're going to receive these exponential results. People are going to start asking you, what are you doing? What is What are you changing? What are you shifting in your life that is allowing this glow, that is allowing this smile, that is allowing your heart to be open and undefended, to be allowing that protectiveness to fall away? So what I know is that as you give um, small, because we want this to be a way of life, 
the thing about it is you don't want to do it and then not do it. You want to do it, that's why I like the small little steps. We're going to talk about that later also. The small little things that are seemingly not taking up a lot of extra time, but when you put them together as a way of life, you, be, you create the context for the transformation that you are seeking. You know, I, as I work with especially a lot of parents on this conscious parenting path, the challenge is we have the intention to wake up. We have the intention to be more conscious. We have the intention to be more conscious in our work situation, in our family, in our relationships, in our intimate relationships. We want to awaken. And yet what happens is that it's, it's challenging at best to sit and practice these tools of transformation like prayer, meditation, all the other tools of transformation. But it's even harder when we're on an empty tank. So when our tank is full, these transformational tools land on us. We create the context. We create the environment. We create the atmosphere in our own life that allow these tools somewhere to land, that allow our practice of prayer and meditation somewhere to land in our own heart. Does that make sense? So are you willing to just experiment I'm going to leave and go back to L.A. I'm going to hold you all in my heart and in my prayers and my vision. But are you willing to take this on as an experiment? You have nothing to lose, right? To take this on as an experiment, to hold me in your thoughts over the next 30 days and hear my voice in your, in your heart saying, you know, nourish your spirit. Nourish your spirit this hour before you do the laundry. Nourish this spirit, your spirit before you go into that meeting. Okay, are you willing to take this on? Okay, so if you are, I would love for you to just repeat after me, okay? Let's just start simply. I am willing to nourish my spirit. I am willing to nourish my spirit. So I don't want this to just be words. I really want you to go home and experiment with this. So would you be willing to stand on your own behalf? Because when we speak our word and when we stand and we take ownership of our word and we declare it, right, we are going to create an entirely different vibration. So I'm going to ask you again to repeat after me. I am willing to nourish my spirit. I am willing to nourish my spirit. I am here to live full out. I am here to live full out. I am willing to give of my gifts. I am willing to give of my gifts. I am here to shine. I am here to shine. Should we say that one again? I am here to shine. I am here to shine. Let's say it one more time all together. I am here to shine. Shine on, everyone. You may be seated. So you may be seated as we move into a moment of prayer. Let us just allow our own spirit to speak to us throughout this prayer to allow our spirit to be evoked, to be fully expressed within our own heart. And so how very grateful I am to be here 
to recognize the power and the presence of pure love, pure, unconditional love. Love is everywhere. Love is all that there is. Love only, only love. Love only, only love. Love is everywhere. Love is absolutely, in particularly, surrounding us in this space. This loving presence is everywhere in this space. It is surrounding us. It is embracing us. It is connecting us. And most of all, it is filling us from the inside out and from the outside in. Love only, only love. It is love right here. How grateful I am to know that each one of us is a loving presence. Each one of us is beloved. Each one of us is precious. Know yourself to be precious in this moment. You are precious. You have something in particular to give to this world, to give to your families, to give to you, those at work. There is something inside of you that is yearning to be expressed more fully in your life right now. Allow it to speak. Allow it to be fully expressed because it is right there prompting you, pushing you from the inside out. This is what I know about each one of us, and I know that each one of us has everything that we need to undergird, to have a strong foundation for these gifts to be given freely and fully in abundance, in prosperity, with creativity and inspiration and joy and laughter and smiles. How grateful I am to know that the presence of love, the presence, the spirit of life itself will not rest until it supports us to give of what we have come to give in a sacred and holy way, fully used up, fully expressed, full out, full on living. How grateful I am to speak this word for each of us, for all of us in this space, to know that right now something is happening, something is quickening, there is a vibration, there is an energy that each one of us is catching in our own way because that's the way the spirit of life works. It speaks to each one of us and it speaks to all of us in a way that we each understand, in a way that is meaningful to each one of us. So open, be receptive, be available right now to receive that which his spirit is telling you right now. There is something that the spirit of life is assisting you right now to leave here more fully expressed than you came, full of inspiration, full of ideas, full of commitment, full of action. How grateful I am to be any part of that. I hold Bodhi Center in my own heart, knowing that this quickening, this energy right now is assisting one of us and assisting all of us. How very grateful I am. It is so easy to know this and to know that it comes back to each one of us exponentially expanded. And I just add my word to this, knowing that there is a power and presence for good. It is that thing that I call the life of God. I know it is the Holy Spirit that rests, resides, it is the very essence of each of us knowing that I am one with this power and presence. I am one with this life of good. And as this is true for me, I know and affirm it is true for each of us in this room that there is one power, one presence that is coursing through each of us. We are the individualized manifestation of the Most High. So I just call forward that magnificent presence to be fully, fully expressed each and every place that we show up. For that is our name, it is our nature. I give great thanks for the fulfillment of this prayer. I give great thanks for the knowing that there is one life. 
and that we are the perfect and holy expression of it. I release this word into the action of the law that only and always says, yes, my beloved. It is done. It is done. It is done. And so it is. And so it is.